What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Debbie Crypto Podcast. And today I am joined by Max, the co-founder and CEO of MetaPals. How's it going, Max? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, excited to dig into this. Uh, before we get into to MetaPals and Tamagotchis and virtual companions and all that fun stuff, let's talk about your origin story. How did you get in to Crypto Web3? Crypto Web3, wow, that takes me back. Um, it would have been like 2016 or 2017, I think, um, when I kind of delved into cryptocurrency. Um, I did marketing for a finance club back, at, back in university. Uh, and then I joined a small startup that was a cryptocurrency brokerage um, back in Australia. And that kind of introduced me to all these concepts of blockchain and, and the early onsets of kind of NFTs. Um, and then from there, I kind of did a lot of branding consultancy. Um, so working with a lot of startups to do uh, branding or marketing. Uh, and then from there, I kind of evolved into more of an entrepreneurial mindset where I started to lead some teams uh, in kind of blockchain space. Uh, and that kind of brought me to doing my master's at Singapore. And that's when it kind of ideated into what we know of as MetaPals. Cool. Very cool. So from a high level, what is MetaPals? And I, I love <laughs> Tamagotchis. I think a lot of people listening <laughs> to this grew up on it. So mm -hmm. I think we kind of get the concept, but I'd love to hear from you overview of what it is and, and what you guys are kind of seeing this evolve into. Sure. So, so MetaPals um, aims to foster this sense of virtual companionship through digital pets that live on your computer screen. So right now, the first iteration is on like your browser screens and they live kind of on an additional layer on top of, say, for example, Google Chrome. Uh, and so you can interact and play with these NFT pets uh, directly from your computer screen. And then the next evolution would be things like mobile, AR and VR, and then jumping your pets from different like metaverses and the idea of interoperability. Um, but how this all kind of started was that actually, if we want to go all the way back uh, my co-founder and I, we love Tamagotchi and Neopets growing up. So I'm more of a Tamagotchi fan and my co-founder, he's more of a Neopets fan. Um, so we'd spend, you know, hours after school, uh, we'd purchase accessories or trade within the Neopian stock market. Um, and, you know, in Tamagotchi, you can have that feature where you can like marry each other. And so we were hooked on this idea of virtual pets. Uh, and then further down the line in our masters, we actually wrote a report um, this big report on the idea of emotional connection with virtual life. And so the examples we did use were Tamagotchi in Neopets. And so we thought that actually this idea of uh, having an emotional bond with a pet could serve as quite a useful tool to onboard the next generation of non-crypto users into this kind of metaverse blockchain space. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. And I like that it's browser-based as well, because I, I think MetaMask has done a good job, mm -hmm. at least in this first few phases of uh, like Web3 connecting on websites and all that. Um, I think it is it is a, a better low barrier to entry. Out of all the barriers to entry, it is, it is probably the easiest uh, for the non-kind uh, of native Web3 people to get involved in. So let's Completely talk about the, the, yeah. the stage that you guys are at. I'd love to know, you know, if if there's a large team here, you know, if it's if it's live, if you have like a, a good user base, what what's the status? So for the past that year, we've been doing a lot of customer discovery, a uh, lot of interviews and surveys to get really understanding um, about our customers, about our users, 
Um, we have a team right now of about 13 full-time employees. Uh, and so we're currently in beta testing stage. So if you go to our website, you can kind of sign up to our beta list. Uh, and then we, <clears throat> week on week, we go through different beta testing stages um, to improve the game on, and the browser experience. Uh, and then we plan to launch later in the year, in around November. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that on the roadmap, you have things like my favorite sandbox, Horizon, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, what does it look like in a virtual experience or what are you imagining this is going to look like? Yeah, so this idea of interoperability, which I'm sure you're familiar with uh, in, in kind of the blockchain space, the way we apply that is um, just like a real pet to your dog or cat that you have a home. Um, it's not just reserved to one room. You can take it out to your living room. You can take it to the dog park. You can even take it overseas. And so to replicate that kind of experience in the virtual space, um, then we have this thing called interoperability. And so with our pets, your MetaPal, um, not only can you interact with it uh, on your computer screen, but that NFT that represents your pet can now be brought over to different metaverses like you mentioned. So for example, with in the sandbox metaverse, um, you'll have a 3D representation of your MetaPal pet. However, it'll still be linked to the same NFT contract. And so it's still the same pet. Um, it's just kind of visually represented in that particular metaverse dimension. Got it. I think something that's really important is around this whole virtual companion concept. And mm-hmm. I like that you guys are focused on that because there is like an emotional connection that needs to happen. I think there's, there's just so much to be researched there and learned as we get into this whole like interoperable future and virtual connections and friends and gen alpha and gen z are just on a whole nother wavelength of spending time in these virtual worlds and spending time online than uh millennials and and boomers and everybody i think it's it's such a fascinating progression. So I like to think that this mm-hmm. is almost like a, a Tamagotchi for <laughs> the, the next generations uh, because you're, you're allowing for that connection. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those kind of Tamagotchi-inspired projects, but I think that with our backing um, and understanding the kind of Tamagotchi and how they... Uh, st- we, we studied these underlying mechanics that allowed you to form these bonds with uh, virtual pets. And so I think that an important aspect of that is making sure and maintaining that level of uh, companionship. Uh, and the way we do that is through these underlying mechanics um, that strengthen the bonds you have with these pets. Um, so you might see with like other kind of cryptocurrency or blockchain-based projects um, that relate to pets, um, that their focus is more so on things like financial gain or like battling your your pets with other pets. And I think that, you know, that's one angle you can take for sure. But for me and my experience with um, the pets I have at home, so my dogs and my cats, it's a bond that you don't need to have these kind of gimmicky uh, mechanics to it. Uh, it's that emotional bond you form over time because of those uh, those little interactions you have with it each and every day. And so those are the things that actually help with your mental health uh, and, and your well-being in the long term as well. Um, so we interview a lot of people that have pets or have had pets in the past. Um, so, you know, people that have struggled with depression, um, especially during COVID, where we're becoming more socially isolated. Uh, and now we're moving towards more remote working. We're spending a lot of our time on our laptop. And it just means that uh, we need this added level of companionship because we're not getting the same level of social interaction that we were. And so we need to migrate that level to uh, something that's more virtual. And I think the best way to achieve that is through something like pets. And mm-hmm. um, I think we all know that 
like pets especially is is an amazing thing to do uh, to have and take care of for uh, your mental health and well-being well said well said so where do you think we're at with like the stage of adoption i, I think everybody's got a different take on this uh you know some people think that we're in like the 1990s of the internet kind of phase and everything like that and mm-hmm. i think nfts are even sooner than, than that they're like pre <laughs> pre pre 1990s internet but i'd love to get your take on, on where you think we are I definitely think we're very much in the beginning of this whole idea of not just NFTs. NFTs are a, a somewhat of a simple technology, but they unlock a lot of different aspects of um, things that contribute to this idea of the metaverse and Web 3.0. Um, but we are definitely at the very beginning of uh, introducing people to this idea of metaverse. And I think what I'm more focused on and what MetaPals is more focused on is not so much can we get as many people into this space as possible, um, but we're also considering, well, is this a space that we want to introduce, introduce people to, right? People outside of the blockchain space I've talked to that don't know, any, don't know anything about blockchain or metaverse. The first thing I, I they tend to, to bring up is, oh, metaverse. That's like um, those Black Mirror episodes, right? And so they have this like negative perception towards metaverse because uh, they either see Mark Zuckerberg leading the wave and seeing all this, like, uh, it seems quite daunting uh, for someone to to be introduced to a concept where you're living this entire life virtually. And it's kind of a scary thought as well. And so what we're trying to do is why not make that a bit more friendly? Why not make that um, a friendlier or hand-holding process in which people are introduced to this space and are open to a community of people that are just there to, to essentially have uh, a bond with each other, right? Uh, and so we think that a companion by your side, such as a dog or cat or any metapal animal you choose, um, acts as that kind of sidekick or that guide towards things like the metaverse. Yeah, agreed. Anything that can be kind of a a Sherpa, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying yeah. it, uh, I think is is such a key part. And also attaching something cute, just like a CryptoKitties model, um, is is very very important. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, what was it that was the trigger that got you into this sort of NFT focused space? I know a lot of founders that I've talked to, and including myself, just seeing CryptoKitties for the first time back in, I want to say it was 2017 ish. That was like an eye opener for for myself and for a lot of, of, of founders that have created insanely cool projects with nfts so i wanted to get your take on on what it was what do you think that that aha moment was for you i think that you know i was introduced to crypto kids a bit later in the game uh, and so i was you know looking at it and i heard from all this hype about crypto kitties and so i got really excited when i got onto the website to see these like kittens on on your screen just like in the neopets days um but then i was like suddenly disappointed because I realized that it was just a static image. It actually didn't move or interact or do anything. It was just a picture. And so like this JPEG image was now the biggest hype in the NFT community. And it was just a JPEG picture. Um, obviously, like I really like the breeding mechanics of it. They go quite deep when it comes to how they generate new crypto kitties. Um, but I just felt like it was such a missed opportunity to not be able to interact with these kittens. And so I thought that why not uh, bring back what I loved in the Tamagotchi, which is this idea that not only can you take it where you want, um, but you're able to look after it and it gives you this sense of responsibility and companionship uh, throughout your day. And so I thought that what the one thing that CryptoKitties could have done better is have that next level of interaction 
And so we're taking that one step further. Nice. So uh, I like to do a little future looking um, before mm-hmm. we ask the finale excitement question. Where do you see this in in five years from now? And five years for everybody that's listening in the Web3 space is like 20 years in, in traditional <laughs> business. But I, I'd love to get your take on where you see MetaPals in, in five years. So five years time, we would have completely finished the browser extension platform. So um, your, your pets essentially will be fully utilized within the browser extension. Uh, and then in five years, essentially, you'll have the mobile companion app. So it means that just like if you walk around in the day-to-day life, you'll have that augmented reality simulation where you can actually see your MetaPower pet in 3D as you walk around the world. Uh, and then we'll be introducing more partnerships with a broad range of metaverses. Um, so all the metaverses that end up being the most popular in the next five years are the ones that we're targeting um, to ensure that essentially anyone that is going into this kind of space um, will always have a companion by their side if they want to go and try a different metaverse. Got it. So that leads us to the finale question, uh, which is outside of MetaPals, you know, you've been in the space for a little while, you've seen a lot outside of what you're working on. What is it that when you're getting up in the morning, you check your phone and you're just hyped about to, to see throughout the day? I think the one thing that I, I hear a lot about like Web3 right? Uh, and this idea that a lot of people still uh, struggle to grasp. And I think that actually most people don't even know what Web3 is, um, including myself, where we're really just in the beginning of what um, that actually means and entails. Um, what I like about it is this idea that we are able to share and have a shared custody over items. Uh, and I think that's a really exciting thought because it means that uh, essentially we are enabling a lot of different platforms, a lot of different software applications to work with each other in a level that we haven't seen before. Uh, And that opens up a lot of different doors for efficiency and also for collaboration and community generation. Um, Just like, you know, what globalization did to world trade and how we get uh, so many different goods from around the world. I think that that is like what's going to happen to the Web3 space in which we are now collaborating in a whole new level. Got it. I agree. Totally agree that Web3 just itself is like this term that sounds more digestible than crypto. And I think crypto collectibles shifted into NFTs. And I'm surprised at how quickly NFTs really Mm -hmm. just that term was used in like the mainstream. I was really impressed by that. Well, those are the questions that I have for you. Where can people go and learn more about Metapals? Super easy. Our website has pretty much everything. It's metapals.pet. Um, so I'll say that again, metapals.pet. Um, that's the entire kind of domain. Uh, and then I, I would suggest looking at it on desktop um, because it's a bit of an interactive website. You actually side scroll through the website uh, with a little companion. Um, we have Ichibu, which is our sh- uh, Shiba Inu, and Tao, which is our tabby cat. And they take you along our website and kind of introduce these concepts that we're trying to uh, promote. Awesome. Awesome. Well, wherever you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify, all the links that Max mentioned will be in the show notes. But thanks so much for coming on and sharing the story about MetaPals, Max. It's been a pleasure, Steve. Thanks. Thanks.